right, ladies and gentlemen, you are here with your boy Damo and Jay Kells for the Outsider's Edge for Track Star Sports. (laughs) Hey, yo. (laughs) And it's about to go down, brother. (laughs) Sucker! Jay Kells, how's it going? So, how's it going, man? Man, I'm good, man. I am good. Just chilling here, watching this game, hanging out a little bit, getting ready for the weekend. You know, man, just chilling, man, just chilling. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, glad this week is about to be over. Ready for the weekend? <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and I'm definitely ready for for some more basketball. I'm uh, I'm glad, but I'm almost sad because th- this is my favorite sport. So the the finals here, the season's almost over. Really, I'm a uh, I'm a basketball fan around this town. When it comes to the playoffs and the championships, that's when I really start watching. Um, uh, you know, I really start watching the games. You know, I keep up with what's going on throughout the season. You know, maybe on holidays, you know, Christmas and and Easter, New Year's, whatever, I might watch those games. But other than that, you know, I don't watch basketball for the finals with it. Football. I'm in. There. I'm locked in. I, I'll um, I'll peek in. I'll watch like a. I, I really don't play um, any attention to the preseason. Um, I might watch a game or two here and there when the season starts, but I really don't start digging in until Christmas. Because that's yeah. when that's when yeah. games really start meaning something around Christmas time. It's like because Christmas Day is really big. You know, you usually get. All of your all of your star players are playing on Christmas, and um, and everybody's working towards trying to get a run going into the All Star break. Yeah. So that's when I I really yeah. dig it. So yeah, this is this is my this is my time of year. <laughs> but uh, but with the way things are now, I mean, before we know it, football will be starting back up. Oh yeah, and yeah. well, I'm ready too. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love football. Too. <laughs> but in the meantime, because <laughs> I would like to talk basketball, but in the meantime, I'm gonna probably have to hit up Miles and be like, Miles, we need to get on the show and talk about basketball. But um, <laughs> um we gonna talk WWE like we usually do. Uh-huh. And uh, today we're gonna be. Uh, as you saw, we're going to be very John Cena heavy. <laughs> Lena sucks. Let's, Let's go, go Cena. Cena sucks. Cena, yeah. Cena making waves right now, and Cena hasn't wrestled in weeks. <laughs> I know it. Like, he more, rele- he more relevant now than when he was wrestling. Right, and, and the funny thing is, like, I'm hearing John Cena's name everywhere right now. Like, yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen him wrestle a match since the pay-per-view. And and it's like, I turn on, I can turn on TMZ. I can turn on daytime TV. Anything not WWE related and hear John Cena's name. And it's like, really? (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so. um, And then, uh, so I want to start off with this. uh, This is news I just heard about today. Was that there are there are rumblings of a possible dream match? Apparently, at some point in time uh, recently, John Cena 
mentioned that he wouldn't mind wrestling the Velveteen Dream from NXT. So I'm you think little, little, yeah. you think it's time for Cena to I'm, hang it up? Yeah, I think so. I think so, man. You know, watching watching him in the ring lately. You know, his last his last couple of matches. You know, I know he's taking it easy on the Undertaker, but even even before that, you know, watching some of his his other matches. You know, you can tell he's not really he's not really into it like he used to be. You know, even when The Rock was gone for a while and The Rock would come back, The Rock still looked like he had it. He was like, oh, man, The Rock still got something. He's still in shape. He's right. taking the bumps. He's doing the, everything like this, you know. You know, Cena kind of reminds me of a cross between a cross between Triple H and Kurt Angle in the ring now. It's like... He's not fully at Kurt Angle level to where he's, you know, you can tell he got bad knees and he can't hit the ropes or nothing, but he's still at on Triple H level to where Triple H, I mean, as low as he is, he still looks amazing right. in the ring. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think, I think Triple H, I mean, I think uh, Cena is in between that. I, I think it's time for him to go hang it up and just all fix <laughs> up, you know, being, being a, uh, the vision of life, Hulk Hogan type character that they pretty much built to be as far as, you know, doing work with charities and the Making the Wish Foundation and the children's hospitals and stuff and making movies and stuff. I think it's time for him to fully transition into that, into that lifestyle and that limelight. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, the way he sounded, I think it was um like the end of last year, he had lost a big match. Um, I could be thinking of a Elimination Chamber this year. He sounded like, yeah, I think it was Elimination Chamber. He um, he sounded like he was on the verge of like calling it quits, but then he started coming back and wrestling matches again. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe he's not completely hanging up, but he definitely he definitely alluded to he's at a he's at a stage where he's not trying to be the guy anymore. He's trying to pass the torch, so to speak, to somebody else. But um I don't know. I I feel like he's got like a little bit of a a little bit of a run in him, but I I definitely think he's close to the he's close to the end though, as far as uh being being the guy. Like it's just, I just don't see it I don't see it happening. Um and I definitely, and it seems like definitely he's uh, he struggled against the newer talent. Well, yeah. when, he, when he faces oh, yeah, them, there's a, a new breed out there. They, yeah, it's a new breed out there. He, yeah, they left him in the dust. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Was it? I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, still a little wet behind the ears when it comes to NXT, but I have I have seen uh, Velveteen Dream, and he's he's a force. 
yeah, <laughs> to be I'm reckoned here. with, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've already kind of marked him as, I'm pretty sure he'll, he'd be one of my favorites uh, in NXT once I try to get into catching that on a regular basis. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, John Cena's a big name. Anytime he is, you throw his name out there against anybody who's kind of like, uh, got some buzz around him. I don't. I don't mind seeing it. I mean, granted, he probably lose, yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, but uh, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind. I wouldn't mind seeing it. But I don't know. We'll see how much longer John Cena goes. Um, speaking of transitioning, uh, I also uh, recently got this news that uh, you know, the, the Rock has uh, got his uh, production company, Seven Bucks Productions. And um, he uh, picked up this movie he's working on, and now he's going to have John Cena starring in the movie. And the the movie was, um, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the movie was written by the same guy who wrote uh, the Jason Bourne series. So this guy's like a really big... uh, really big writer out there in the entertainment world with uh with books and movies. So um apparently this is supposed to be pretty good. I haven't heard a um a projected like date or anything on it yet, but but the rocks behind it um and he's got John Cena starring in his movie. And uh I I'm I'm intrigued cuz I've seen John Cena act. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. I like um his movies, his um, a couple of his previous movies. He, he was real good in uh, the Marine. I like the Marine. Mm. He was good in uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, Twelve rounds. Twelve rounds was real good. And then Daddy Tom. I really liked the Daddy Tom too. That that, uh, that series with um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Okay. He was real good in that one. You know, he was real funny in that one. Um, so he he's I've seen him play. You know, we've seen him play a variety of roles. We've seen him play the comedic roles. And we've seen him play the action heroes, action star type roles. Um, so, I think he's good. I really think he's going to do well in this endeavor. And The Rock giving him that shot shows that, you know, he got some confidence in him. I think that... Um, I think the Miz might do well too. I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the Miz do some do some some more movies with the Rock company, you know. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good look for Cena for the Rock doing for Cena in a that role like that. And I like Jason Bourne. I like that series as well. So, yeah, uh, that's what Cena comes up with. Yeah, I thought that combination looked pretty good. I, like I said, when I when he when I saw the uh, clip, I was kind of like I was like, who's this guy? And and when he mentioned Jason Bourne, I was like, oh, that series was really good. So so I don't and and I don't I don't see the uh, I think the the Rock um, maybe earlier in his movie career probably had like a lot of a lot of a lot of dud movies that were just all about. You know the action and wasn't really like a solid movie, but the last few films I've seen from him lately have been really good. So I think yeah. he's really stepped up his movie, uh, his movie game in that sense. Um, and Cena, I've seen. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've seen two movies lately, uh, recently with John Cena in them. Um, 
One movie I didn't I didn't particularly like the movie, but John Cena's character in the movie was good. Um, and I think that was the I think that joint was called Sisters with uh, Tina Fey. And John Cena, oh, yeah, he didn't, yeah, he didn't have like a big role in it. He uh, he had like a little cameo role where he played like a drug dealer in it, but his character was hilarious. So and uh, it wasn't like really over the top. I want to say I saw that. I want to say I saw that. Yeah, he played like he played like this drug dealer. He was supposed to be like really serious, but him being serious was the comedy of it. It was just like, why is he so serious? And um. And the uh, the joint that just came out last summer, uh, where he played the uh, he played the dad and his daughter was going to prom for the first time. That joint. Um, yeah, I want to see that. I haven't seen that shit. I want to see that too. Then. Yeah, that movie. It's yeah. really raunchy. <laughs> it's it's raunchy. Um, it's raunchy American Pie type comedy. But okay. but it was pretty funny though, and John Cena was good. John Cena was definitely good in it. Yeah. Um, so I think I think his I think his movie career will will do pretty good. I don't know if it'll be as good as his wrestling career, but I think I I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be. Um, I think. Do you think it'll parallel the Rock's movie career? Um, uh, prob probably. Um, well, the thing, well, probably, well, but with the monster movie now. But the thing is, Cena's kind of getting a late start. Like Rock started a lot sooner. Yeah. So yeah, Cena's good. already in his forties, so I don't know. So I don't I don't I don't think the run will be anywhere near as long. And Rock yeah, Rock has been in, you know, blockbusters, but Rock started like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. And Cena I don't know, but I think I think Cena I could see Cena more so like kind of doing that on the side and, and doing um and doing other stuff like he's been doing like with uh I think he's been on what Good Morning America and all that stuff and and all the talk shows like I can see I can see John Cena doing that because I think he I think he's good with that cuz we already know he's good on the microphone so I think he's anything where he's kind of gets gets to kind of show his personality and talk a little bit I think he'll do well at and then he can throw acting in on the side you know just as just to kind of keep his, keep a buzz around his name <laughs> but staying on the topic of John Cena, <laughs> so <laughs> so what do you think about this whole John Cena Nikki Bella scenario that's going on? Is this real <laughs> or is it fake? Is it just for TV? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I want to believe that it's real and that they just were just being like a real relationship with two bigger than life stars. Because, you know, if you think about other pretty much superstars, you know, you know, Jay-Z, Beyonce had their little span and you think about Will and Jada, you think about, you know, uh, Kanye and Kim, and you think about all these, you know, stars, you know, they may have had a couple differences, but it's nothing like, okay, they're together, okay, they broke up, they called it off, okay, this is the time for their agreement, okay, well, they might be back together now, you know, it's like they're actually going to do a full-blown relationship, you know, before the, before the marriage or before the wedding, you know, and it's like they... 
you're seeing a larger-than-life couple that you see every week on wrestling TV that, you know, they scripted or acted, whatever you want to call them. But then I think they're actually going through a real relationship in front of everybody. And, of course, everybody's going to question it. I want to believe that it's actually real. You know, I hope it's not scripted. If it ever comes out that it's fake and that it's scripted, then then their career is going down the toilet. But I would like to think that it's, that it's real. Yeah, I I I thought it was real till I kept hearing all this this back and forth about it like lately over the last couple of weeks. And then um like I saw a uh, I saw a clip on uh I think on Instagram of John Cena. Um I saw a couple actually. There was uh one around a major WWE event where somebody interviewed him backstage and they asked him about Nikki Bella and he kind of poured his heart out and said that, you know, I really love her and so on and so forth. And, you know, I'm going through this in front of everybody. I don't want to live without her, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay, that man really hurting. Like, this is for real. Then um, he ended up on a TV interview and they asked him the same thing. And and I believed him. He sounded completely sincere. And then I'm hearing, oh, John Cena was uh, seen with Nikki Bella at such and such place. Or Nikki says she can't live without him. But it's like, but they broke up. So where's all this I can't live without you stuff? And then it's, uh, he didn't want to have kids. And that's why they broke up. But now he says he wants to have kids. And now they're talking about getting back together. It's like so much... Hollywood back and forth about it, um, I, it it takes away from the 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 genuineness of it. Now I don't want to believe it's real anymore because I keep feeling like this Hollywood edge is coming to it. And then I wasn't even thinking about the fact that um, uh, Nikki still has the reality show with her sister, Total Bellas, and how that comes into play and all that other stuff. So I was like, too many Hollywood factors have come into play for me to to really want to keep believing that it's real. So I don't know. I'm, I think it's real, but I'm still kind of suspect about it. I can feel, I can feel that. I can feel that, you know. But then I think it's, you know, they are in Hollywood. So it's like, maybe this is how Hollywood people act. You know, I really don't know Hollywood couples personally, but, you know, maybe just the Hollywood lifestyle. Maybe that's how they are. Right. You know, they live their life in front of the camera. They yeah, live their that's... life in front of the camera. So, I mean, that's how it comes out. It's like, well, they're in front of the camera 24 7, whether they working or if they got in the ring working, then they behind the scenes film a TV show. You know, so, I mean, they really got to go through real life at some point. So, but that's the only way they know how to do it is in front of the camera. So, they got to. Different emotions got to come out just hard to camera, you know. So, yeah, that's true. I think, I think, me personally, I choose to believe it's real. That's true. Nowadays, yeah. honestly, you never know. You really never know. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you make a good point. They do have to literally live their life in front of the cameras, in front of everybody, anywhere they go. There's going to be paparazzi around, trying to trying to come up with the with the newest, hottest story. To say, hey, look, this is breaking news. We, you know, we saw so and so together in the such a, in this place doing X, Y, and Z. So, 
I mean, that's probably that's probably a whole lot of different scale than what you know. I guess us as normal people are used to, where it's like you know we go through our stuff with relationships. It's not it's not broadcasted in front of the whole wide world, and we're not um, trying to we're not trying to deal with our life issues and then come home and turn on the five o'clock news or turn on TMZ. And then we hear our name blasted across the screen <laughs> from something we just did a few hours ago. Yeah, so, for real. Yeah, so that's... Then, that, then you turn on the TV and TMZ like, well, Nikki Bella says that, that John Cena never watched this shit. And when he did, he loved Streets <laughs> on the Force. And Cena's like, what? what? I don't love Streets on the Force. She said that? Oh, okay. Well, tell them this, you know. And they're going back and forth over TMZ like, Hold on, that ain't true. Right. But, you know, that's that's how I do it. That's how I do it. Like, that's, that's the era we live in now. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially with, um, especially with with social media, it's like, um, just everything is just everything is just fair game, it's, and it's all out there. Yep. But I will say though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, uh, another thing that kind of got me was um, I saw a uh, tweet. I don't know if you heard about this tweet that John Cena posted uh, a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> the tweet, the tweet said, "Let's stop messing around and let's start messing around." <laughs> it was like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had fuel to the fire, man. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> so I don't know. Stuff like that. Stuff like that kind of kind of has me like, okay, like you have access to this person to say whatever you need to say to them. You don't have to say it through social media. So yeah, but. But in in doing a little bit of research after, because uh, I first heard about that tweet on the news. That's what I said. Like I hear about John Cena everywhere now. Like I literally was watching the local news, and they uh, they brought him up because of this tweet. And uh, I, but I started looking through his Twitter feed, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was aiming that at her because out of his tweets it seemed pretty random. Because John Cena's. Uh, Twitter feed is pretty deep. Like it's very like deep and motivational. Like yeah, he, I'm checking it out now. Yeah, like he's um, like he's always giving like these motivational tweets about not giving up. I mean, pretty much the whole like you know WWE persona we know him. You know, hustle, loyalty, respect, never give up, all that stuff. It's like tweets that kind of follow that whole that whole mantra, and. And I was like, I was, cause I looked through it and I was like, John Cena's tweets are pretty heavy. And then I was like, this one's kind of random considering the, the consistency of all his other stuff. All his other stuff has nothing to do with like anything concerning her or relationships or anything. Everything else is just pretty much, you know, don't give up. Don't be afraid to try, you know, that type of stuff. So I just thought that was really, uh, really interesting for him to tweet that all of a sudden. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with John Cena. We're gonna be hearing more about him. Like I said, he's a, he's a, he's definitely a household name. Like right now, you don't even have to be like a regular viewer of WWE to know who John Cena is at this point. But yeah, so moving on to some actual wrestling topics. So. <laughs> We're about two weeks away from Money in the Bank. 
So I want to get into uh, predictions. I'm just gonna just want to start with the uh, the women's money in the bank uh, match, where we have uh, Sasha Banks, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, uh, Mickey James, Bailey, and Dana Brooke. Um, all going for the the money in the bank contract to try to get their shot at the women's title for their respective brand, whoever comes out on top. So, who do you uh you have any favorites in this match? Sasha Banks, my favorite. I would love to see her win the um. Maybe Ruby Riot, you know, she's a sneaky pick. But uh, I really want to see Sasha win. I want to see her get back in there and mix it up. So I think they can capitalize off the ball some more. You know, let her get back in there and, and mix it up and let her talk talk trash against Ronda Rousey or Nia Jax or whatever. Get in there and, you know, mix it up, you know, but it might be. Well, I could also see Dayton winning also, you know, the whole underdog thing again with Bailey, you know, so. Yeah. One of those. I like to see Sasha win, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who are you looking at? Um, I'm actually looking at, uh, I want to say Ruby Riot. I feel like, I feel like Ruby Riot is, um, I feel, because I feel like money in the, I feel like money in the bank is more so for has become like the match for the up and comer. So yeah. if if yeah. you're if you're somebody who's uh is is really kind of making their way up through the ranks and you've kind of made a name for yourself, money in the bank is what helps kind of push you over the top to really uh to really put a lot of buzz around you. To help, uh, just to kind of help elevate you a little bit, and I, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think if you're if you're established, I feel like you're not gonna win it, <laughs> unless unless it's like a unless it's, unless it's a match of a bunch of big names, then that, that I would look at it a little different. But um, um, looking at the fact that she has the whole ride squad, the rest of the ride squad in the match with her. And apparently they're doing this, you know, we're we're not doing every woman for for herself type thing in these matches. Um but just but just seeing Ruby Riot over the recent weeks, um, she's really she's really been stepping up as a singles performer. And um and I look at uh Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, they're just kinda holding on to a coattail. So I think yeah. I think Ruby Riot is it. So I don't even really consider them as part of this match, unless something happens where they like they decide to turn on each other, or or the two of them turn on her and don't want her to win the match for some reason. But um, if not uh, if not Ruby Riot, um, <laughs> I'm pulling one of your numbers and and making a left field pick, and my left field pick is Dana Brooke. <laughs> because Dana Brooke has like I don't know like she's just she she's just to me just been there just to get ran over by everybody else so I think that again I think money in the bank is is something that somebody who needs a little bit of a push 
winning that match, they can use that to get that push. So uh, it'll give Dana Brooke uh, a reason to be relevant more than what she is right now. If she wins uh, Money in the Bank. I don't think she would win the title. I don't think in a million years she would win a title, but I think she could. I think she could pull out some trick and kind of end up winning Money in the Bank. And next thing you know, we're hearing Dana Brooks' name every week. Yeah. So she she's kind of my she's kind of my dark horse pick, but my my real real pick is Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, I can see Ruby Riot. How do you, how do you feel about the WWE having a having? The female versions of normally men dominated matches, like the women's Royal Rumble and the women's Money in the Bank, and the women's, you know, elimination chamber. So, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think they should come up with some their own their own kind of gimmick matches or whatever? What do you feel is cool? Is fair? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think they should do more of it. Um, I mean, I think so far it's all going it's going over really well because because I feel like if this was like. If this was like the raw era, um, the attitude era, I mean, uh, and they tried to do this, I don't think it would go over as well because in the attitude era, for the most part, I mean, your only anomaly to the whole thing was China. Every All the other women around, it was all about, you know, it was all about booties and breasts. That's all it was about. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it was, but like the women's division now I mean... I, is like... <laughs> <laughs> the women's division now is actually about the athleticism of the women, and you and you and I actually enjoy the matches, and I actually look forward to their matches just as much as I look forward to whatever main event match between anybody from like Brock Lesnar or AJ Styles or Roman Reigns or anybody like that. I look forward to the matches just as much. So I really, I really feel like they need to. Um, they need to open up the women's division more and it needs to to me needs to mirror what the men's division looks looks like there needs to be um there needs to be i think a women's intercontinental title uh, a women's tag team title uh a women's us title like they need to do all of that because um i think they really but i i, I think they'll have to grow to it but i think at this point they could um I mean, I think they could. I think they could wean in another title, at least one. Yeah. And um, and and just help spread that division out a little more. At least squeezing, squeezing another title. Yeah. But I think, but like I said, I think the women's division now is just I, it's it's the best I've ever seen it. Um. In all the years that I've watched, uh. Yeah. The only um, the only thing I can think of uh, comparable to what the women's division is now is um, you know it's Thursday, so I'm gonna throw it back real quick. I don't know if you used to watch Glow back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous yeah, ladies of wrestling. Yeah, I I was a big fan of that, and while it was it was um it was. It it was it was still about the more so about the athleticism of the women because they weren't they weren't just on there making cameos because the whole organization was about them. So yeah. they really they really put out a good product uh, back then, 
And uh, and I know some of those ladies ended up later on transitioning over to WWE later, but um, but yeah, I thought that yeah. um, I think that I think that they're on a scale where they could, you know, I think right now, you know, it's it's good for what it is right now, but I think you know, in another five to ten years or so, it needs to grow where it looks where the women's division is big enough that it can look just like what the men's looks like. Mm-hmm. But the um, but what they've done so far has been great. The Royal Rumble, the Elimination Chamber, all of that stuff. I've I've enjoyed all of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I'm I'm really um and I'm really I really can't wait for Money in the Bank. I think the Money in the Bank match is gonna be interesting. I I'm really looking forward to uh to Nia's match with Ronda Rousey because I just I wanna see what Ronda Rousey does. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how that's going to play out, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be big. Um, <laughs> and it's just uh, interesting how they've... Um, <laughs> Naya was like the, the advocate for bullying a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now now she's now she's just that quick. They've kind of made her turn heel with this whole storyline with Ronda. <clears throat> yeah, I hate that. But I think they, I think they just did that for this for this storyline though. I think it, I think they didn't want they didn't want this um they didn't want the storyline to just be like all goody goody like oh they just have this this mutual respect for each other they like each other da da. I think they wanted to add some grit to it and I think that's why they did that. Yeah, I just see that. I just see that typical WWE writers move. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, and you know, and then in, in two weeks when it's all over and done with, then Naya will be like the normal Naya we used to, or whatever. <laughs> and Rhonda doesn't have, Rhonda doesn't have a, a like a real normal yet, so I don't know. We'll see. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next topic is um uh this match from Monday night is actually a rematch from uh. The previous week, Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. Did you catch that match? I did actually. I did actually. I really, I enjoyed it, man. It was a good match. Um, it was a real good match. I, I thought it was very um, the way the way that it played out. Not necessarily the ending, but the way the match was playing out was very believable. Because you know, Braun Braun normally Braun normally goes in and destroys everybody takes out everybody well Finn Balor, you know, he been around for a while. He knows the tricks of the trade. He's been in Japan. You know, he talked business down to him pretty much his whole life. Kinda of like Dave Bing alive pretty much. Right. So I believe what he brought to the match was very believable. You know, so uh, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I really did. Yeah, I was um I was really uh surprised. Um I just expected to I just expected Braun Strowman just to just run, make quick work of uh, Finn Balor. To be honest, and um, yeah, Finn, Finn, he he really, uh, he really, he really made a name for himself that night. <laughs> um, I was, um, I was, uh, I was a little disappointed that the match didn't uh, didn't get to finish out clean, but because um, I was like. 
I was really surprised. I was like, wait, are we about to see? Are we about to see an upset? Finn Balor is really about to beat Braun Strowman? Yeah, about to do that second coup de grace. He's about to hit him with it. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> I was like. Wait, no, this is really about to happen. <laughs> and I was like, and if this happens, Braun Strowman's going to be really upset. He's gonna run through anybody he faces now, but I would like to, I would like to see him and uh, him and Finn again. But if if we don't, of course we're gonna see him at Money in the Bank, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he'll 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 take out some revenge on him at Money in the Bank as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get his revenge back. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I don't want to jump, I don't want to jump ahead of myself because I want to talk about Braun and Money in the Bank, but I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, so I'm gonna move on. Um, so Kels, I consider you like the NXT guru. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> being that, being that, I'm I'm still the the rookie the rookie on the scene when it comes to NXT because um, I really haven't gotten gotten into it uh, as much as I've been with uh, WWE yet. Do you see um, Do you see anybody now uh, coming up through the ranks in NXT that you think is probably about to make that uh, that shift over to like either Raw or SmackDown? I think real soon you're gonna see um man, it's a um Ricochet. I think you're gonna see Ricochet real soon. He's gonna make that league. He's gonna um he's the guy, he's the, he's the killing over there. Uh, I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. Okay. And I know he's, he's been doing his thing in the uh, in the in the underground circuit. I don't want to call it underground circuit, but in the uh, I forgot what they call it. Yeah, the underground circuit. That's what we call it. I can't take over right now. But he's really been doing his thing. I love his uh, his promos, his mic skills. He reminds me of a um, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Type. You might know the young Shawn Michaels type character. Um, I think eventually, eventually, my man EC3 is going to come over too. He was in, uh, he was in TNA for a while. And he's in NXT now. So I think, you know, those are the ones, those are three, possibly four main ones. 
something you can really look out for, I believe, to jump out next is going to be uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and uh, I think I've actually got a match coming up real soon, and that's going to be an awesome match. Ricochet and Velveteen. Uh, them two, Adam Cole, with the uh, Undisputed Era, with the faction, another faction there, amazing faction, them, and then EC3. I believe those in step with, with whatever pay-per-views are coming up. So I think the next NXT pay-per-view is the day before Money in the Bank, if I'm remembering yeah. right. So, yeah, I, I definitely... Uh, I, I know I saw a promo for it uh, this week. So I, I had that on my radar to try to keep up with that to make sure I, um, I'm able to tune in and, uh, and, ca- and catch that pay-per-view uh, when it comes up. Cause um yes. yeah the uh the the last takeover I saw I w- I was really impressed and I was like yeah I might have to um <laughs> make my way to NXT the next time they come in town <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was mad man cause uh <laughs> if I if I had known I probably would have I probably would have went to Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, Cause I was in, I was in, I was in Richmond over the weekend, and um, and I came back, I came back Monday uh, for the uh, Memorial Day holiday. I came back Monday afternoon, and it wasn't until like Monday morning, like noonish, I found out like, oh, they're in Richmond this week. <laughs> and I was like, if I had known, I would have, I would have stayed the extra day in Richmond. And and then came back home. I would have had to. I would have had to struggle and just come come straight to work from Richmond. But I would have. I would have did it if I could have went to uh, Monday Night Raw. I I had no idea that they were going to be in the area. Yeah, you know some things you got just got to keep up with. Um, they doing a house show here on the tenth. You know, I'm I'm in one of the smaller cities, so we don't get the Monday Night Raws or the pay per view. Yeah, we had like. One, maybe two Smackdowns, you know, over the years. But other than that, I have to drive to Dallas would probably be the closest, closest town for me to actually see a raw or uh, a live taping or something. So I'm checking to see the next time they're going to be in Dallas. I'm probably going to drive over to go to Raw when they're in Dallas. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually fortunate they come through here a lot. It's so much I because they do so many live shows, I have a hard time uh keeping up with all of the live shows that they do, but they come through this area a lot. Um, cause they have a number of spots to go to. They can, I mean, one night they'll be in Baltimore or then the next night they're in DC. Like I said, Richmond, Richmond is just a three hour drive away, uh, from where I am. But then, um, I know they've come to, uh, George Mason university, uh, to the Patriot center, which is roughly about like a 45 minute to an hour drive from where I am. <laughs> so they, they, there's a number of spots that they hit in this area that they come through. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, they're just on the move so much. I just have a hard time keeping up with uh, where they are. I try to check periodically, and then it's just like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, with like with Monday, like if I had if I had known. Uh, like, as I was planning for the trip to Richmond, because I didn't go down to, I was in Richmond the weekend before, and I was there all weekend, and then this past weekend, I didn't come down until Sunday, and I just stayed overnight, so, like, if I had known, I would have tried to make some arrangements, and I would have just stayed in Richmond till Tuesday, and went to Raw. <clears throat> yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, and, and I missed SmackDown recently, too. SmackDown... Uh, I forgot where Raw was taped at, but Raw was it wasn't in this state, but it was close. It was in a state close by, and then they did SmackDown in Baltimore the next night, and it was like I, I missed that too. <laughs> so it's like they, they got a lot going on, man. They're, they're hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, they do got a lot. That's right. That's so good. Got to pick it up, Raw. But I definitely, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't mind going to a house show though, because like the clips I see online of the house shows, they look like they're really a lot of fun. Hey, Rashad. Yeah, because they doing the, uh, they took all the pyros and stuff off TV and moved them to the house show. <laughs> and I, I did the research and I found out that they actually did that for the That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dig into our new segment. <laughs> that, 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 that we're uh, we're tentatively calling uh, "Who's Your Number One." <laughs> Ain't LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. LeBron got like 25 points right now, and he scored that in one half. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> um so, uh, for those listening, basically, who's your number one is we're going to pick uh, various uh, categories um, and call into our anchor channel. Let us know who's your number one for whatever category we pick yeah. for that week. So this week, for uh, who's your number one, our first topic is going to be who's your number one heavyweight champion of all time? Who's your number one? Call in, tweet as well. Number one yes. champion of all time, man. There's been a lot of great champions. 
like I mean, from The Rock to Stone Cold to Ricky the Dragon Seaboat to Hogan to David Arquette. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, uh, <laughs> I would have to say for me, my all-time favorite heavyweight champion, not just because he won the most or he holds the record, because he's just a man. Nature Boy Rick Flair. <laughs> That's my dude. Woo! I think he just, yeah, he's the best. He won championships in pretty much every promotion we've been at WCW, NWA, WWE, WWF, uh, I believe AWA, maybe. Um, I mean, he's just the man. He defended against everybody from, from hard, from, not hard, yeah, he fought hard, right? From, uh, American Dream, Dusty Rose to Hulk Hogan to everybody, man. Fought them all, beat them all, defended the title. He got beat by several of them. He come back and regained it and regained the title, man. I mean, he's he's number one. You know, if you talk to a lot of other, a lot of other, you know, pro wrestlers today, they're gonna say they're gonna say Rick Flair. I know Triple H. You know, to Triple H, he's number one to Triple H. He said that many times. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that's my dude, man. The Nature Boy Rick Flair. He the goat when it comes to heavyweight championships, man. Mm. Heavyweight championships. Wow, that's a good, that's a yep. good pick. That's a really good pick. Thank um, you. Yeah, I went. Um, see, I would probably have to say, like, I, I have, I have much respect for Ric Flair now. Like, I have a different affinity for him now than I did growing up as a kid. As a kid. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I mean, the the way wrestling was then, it was like it was definitely like these are the good guy wrestlers, these are the bad guy wrestlers, and, and Rick Flair was yeah. definitely a bad guy wrestler. <laughs> but yes, it's like he, he always has the title. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. So growing up as a kid, I did not like Ric Flair, but um, okay. but it was like I know he's good because he's always got the title. But I didn't like him because I, I always had somebody, depending on what uh, wrestling league he was in, I always had somebody that I liked, that I wanted to beat him. So usually yeah. like WCW or NWA, it was usually Sting. Um, when he was in uh, WWF or WWE or whatever you want to call it, whatever it was at the time, uh, it was usually Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Um, and then probably, um, and then, uh, definitely, uh, Dusty Rose is one of my favorites too. Um, but, um, I, I was debating between, um, uh, I was debating between two guys. Cause I feel like I always describe as one was my favorite as a, as a kid watching wrestling, but then the other was my favorite as an adult watching wrestling. So my debate was between, Hulk Hogan and okay. and Goldberg. That was that was my debate. Hulk Hogan and Goldberg. Interesting. <laughs> and interesting. Hulk Hogan was another one. He always had the title. It was like <laughs> I was like, how many times has Hulk Hogan been champ? Because to me, he always had the title. Nobody ever beat Hulk Hogan. And um, 
And I remember, I remember, uh, I believe, it was, was that WrestleMania 6 when he faced Ultimate Warrior and lost? I remember being devastated. And I liked Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I remember being completely devastated because I was like, nobody beat Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so, as, so my childhood years of watching wrestling, it was Hulk Hogan. Then... Um, I had like a little stint where I didn't watch wrestling for a few for several years, and um, and then I, when I picked it back up, that uh, I started watching. Uh, I started really watching WCW more, and that was around the time when Goldberg started coming around. Yeah, and um, and I was like, this dude's a monster. <laughs> He's an absolute monster. <laughs> and um. So, uh, and I know you seen like probably in the group, uh, Rick, Rick Sincere is always picking with me because me and him had a little thing going when Goldberg came back last year. Yeah, I and, remember that. <laughs> so he always picks with me about Goldberg. He's like, Goldberg shouldn't beat Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, no, he should beat Brock Lesnar because he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, I, I think I would have to, I think I would have to go with Goldberg for mine. My number one is Goldberg. He had the, he had the streak. I think he went like, oh my God, how many matches did he win in a row? Like he won like, he, I know it was well over a hundred. He won like a hundred plus straight matches. You know, he pulled like an Oscar streak. He, I mean, he, nobody beat him. And when he lost, it was because they cheated. Like there was there was no beating Goldberg. I mean, he was just a he was a he was a phenomenon. And um, yeah, yeah. So when uh when he came back, when he came back to WWE last year and went on that run where he beat Brock, beat Kevin Owens for the title. Um, they ended up losing to Brock yeah. at WrestleMania. I mean that that little stint, I I went back to an eighteen nineteen year old kid again watching yeah, was, watching him on WCW. That's where it took me back to, and um, yeah. and it was like even when he was just doing promos, I was excited. Like when they made the announcement, Goldberg's gonna be here next week. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be front and center watching Raw because Goldberg's gonna be on it. it. Like it turned me into a kid again. <laughs> Yeah. So I I think I yeah, have to say my number one is Goldberg. I remember going up. Goldberg was one of my favorites too. Um, I had all of the action figures. I mean, the original ones, the ones where the hard classic where the dudes get booed. So they mm-hmm. had all the different poses, man. I still got some of them. <laughs> and like I say, Hogan was my favorite too. Me and my dad. I think that was like one of the first or second movies, or maybe the second movie. Then my dad took me to see with Holy Movie, No Holes Bar movie with him. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, I remember that, that to this day. <laughs> that was the movie there, man. That was my movie. And then he, of course, he was in Rocky, you know. Right. I was one of my dudes, man. I like Holden. You know, um, Goldberg. Goldberg was all right, you know. For me, I tend to lead away from the typical business hustler. Dominant 
and I think that's why I lean more to more towards uh, Rick Flair and his mic skills as well too. Mm. You know, Flair was. Yeah. I, I, was, Rick, huge, I was a huge Four Horsemen fan. I, I will say this. I did like Ric Flair's interviews, though. <laughs> Rick, Ric Flair's interviews Dude, back in the day were like crazy. Ric Flair. <laughs> Dude, I would love to see. I would love to see Ric Flair in his prime on the mic against The Rock in his prime. Ooh. Or against Stone Cold in his prime. That would be like magic. Ooh. That would be like time at WWE to me it was was this last run he just had uh getting the universal title but um before that it was all about his time at WCW he he was running through jokers right and left it was just like, <laughs> it was just it was amazing it was just amazing to watch um yeah i remember uh I remember, you know, watching him beat Hogan for for the title. Um, like yeah. everything, they threw everything they could at him, and he they couldn't stop him that night. I, re- um, I remember uh, the match he. Hit, I think it was his first loss was when uh, uh, Scott Hall tased him. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it was like good I want to say they did a Goldberg special on the network too. Uh yeah, they did. Um that was one of their new uh the new series that they started doing. I think it's called Twenty Four. Yeah. And they did um Yeah, the one the one where they talked about uh his match against William Regal. Well Regal was talking about, you know, he, you know, Goldberg was just running through people. But now, you know, he's wrestling me and they want him to have like a ten minute, fifteen minute match and he really wasn't that good of a wrestler. He was just a big Bully type dude, so yeah. We were talking about you know all the moves and stuff because they had to do it. How they had to go through all that. Those, those nice little, those nice little special. Those ones I watched. Those good stuff. Yeah, I think it was right when he came back to WWE. Though. Yeah, he um he uh, that might that might be a different one then because they they did one after uh after he officially like retired or whatever. They did another one. Yeah. Where, they uh where they basically were documenting uh the time he prepared for that last match at WrestleMania where he lost to Brock. Oh, 
and they were doing like oh, yeah, behind the scenes that. of him at WrestleMania and whatnot. <clears throat> it was it was uh, really oh, good. That's what I felt like they I felt like they really they really made for made up for whatever little uh, little quarrel they had going on when he left the first time. Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was really, really dope. Yeah, I, yeah. I try to get into the network and uh, and check out the documentaries and stuff and watch the old stuff because it's just there's a lot of just a lot of classic material on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> Kells, man. This this has been this has been good, man. We're gonna wrap this up, man, because you know we we added our new segment and it it didn't carried us off into reminiscing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, we're going uh we're going to wrap this up. Um and like usual, Kels tell them uh tell them where they can follow you on social media. Hit me up on Twitter at Kels also on Twitter, every weekend, every Saturday, I do Star Talk. We talk everything Dallas Cowboys. I give y'all the updates, what's going on in OTAs. You know, who's up next is Des Bryant gone? Who's up next is Jason Witten gone? All that good stuff. Everything's going on with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Star Talk 318. The S and the T are capitalized. Star Talk 318 on Twitter. And, um, yeah, catch me on podcast and catch me on Anchor. You know, holler at me, call in, you got questions, you got comments. Get at me, talk to me, let's chop it up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, um, also, we just also, we started a new uh, YN5 on Sunday. We coming at you with a little inspirational quote, inspirational, you know, message every Sunday. I, I happen to go first this past Sunday, so log on our Anchor. And um, check that out as well. Get some encouragement for your weekdays. That's what's up. See, Trackstar Sports, we're trying to be your one-stop shop. We're giving you all different types of uh, sports topics as well as we're trying to give you a little something for your soul. <laughs> That's right. And again, as uh, he mentioned, make sure um, you listen to it. If you don't catch us on Anchor, listen to us on iTunes Podcast for all of our iOS listeners. And for our Android listeners, catch us on uh, Podcast Republic. Um, you can search for us on both uh, Trackstar Sports. Find us, favorite us, listen to us. Tell your friends all about us. Um, as for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Demo underscore three in D, uh, Demo underscore C N three D. That's D A M O underscore S E A Y N the number three D. You can follow me as well. Again, we're here with Trackstar Sports, trying to be your one-stop shop. This is Damo and Jay Kells with the Outsiders.